Hello, and welcome to the Science of Confidence podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things confidence to give you the edge. Hear the latest science on confidence and how you can apply it. Hear life insights from today's best minds on the subject and interviews with highly confident individuals to uncover the secrets to exceptional confidence. In today's podcast, I cover the very basics of confidence. I explore how we define what confidence is and identify the common elements and basic themes. I share insights into just how we might go about improving our confidence at a conceptual level based on the definitions of confidence we have in society today. Let's dive in. I think many of us implicitly know what the benefits of confidence are. And with a quick Google search, you can find a range of articles that highlight them. To give you a quick refresh, and I summarize from a range of websites, improved confidence offers better health, more happiness, less anxiety, more motivation, more success in your chosen pursuit, more wealth, stronger relationships, improved presence at events, improved attractiveness. It evokes trust and respect from others and could even lead to a longer life. Confidence, it's a pretty good thing. I'm sure it's fair to say that most, if not all of us, have experienced moments of high confidence and moments of low confidence. We know that feeling of high confidence where we feel invincible and we feel we always make the right move or will be able to overcome any challenge. And if you're like me, you probably never stopped to consider why you felt the confidence you did, other than to assign it to an event, like winning a sports competition, getting good grades at school, or being the life of the party amongst friends and family. But was it actually the event that enabled or empowered you to feel highly confident? What about those times when you feel very confident before an event, such as before a sports game? The event hasn't happened, but maybe you feel confident about winning. Or maybe you feel very confident in life and there are no events. So then, how is it that we feel confident? Let's have a look at some quotes and definitions from confidence thought leaders and psychologists to better understand it. The first one I'll share with you today is from Tony Robbins. And based on his website, Tony is a number one New York Times best-selling author and the US number one life and business strategist. In fact, for more than four and a half decades, millions of people have enjoyed Tony's business and personal development events. Tony says that being confident is nothing more than a belief in yourself. It's a feeling of certainty that you can accomplish whatever you set your mind to. Confidence comes from within and you can find ways to be more confident at any time. It's about trusting that no matter what happens in a particular situation, you'll be able to handle it and learn from the outcome. Another definition or quote from Albert Bandura, a Canadian-American psychologist who was the David Starr Jordan Professor in psychology at Stanford University. He's a highly referenced psychologist by other academics, and during his lifetime, Albert was widely described as the greatest living psychologist and as one of the most influential psychologists of all time. And he wrote the book Self-Efficacy, The Exercise of Control, 
1997. And within that book, he defines confidence as a nondescript term that refers to the strength of belief, but does not necessarily specify what the confidence is about. Here's another quote from an article on success.com about confidence, and it mentions a quote from Glenn Schiraldi, the author of The Self-Esteem Workbook, and also the author of various other articles and books on human mental and physical health. And Glenn states that true confidence is an honest, appreciative opinion of yourself that accounts for your strengths and weaknesses. Well, how about this one? This one's from Ian Robinson. Now, he's just written a book called How Confidence Works, The New Science of Self-Belief, Why Some People Learn It and Others Don't. Ian is a professor of psychology at Trinity College in Dublin, one of the world's leading researchers on brain rehabilitation. He has published numerous scholarly books and scientific papers on the subject. And he states that confidence is a distorting lens that makes us optimistic in the face of contrary evidence. How about that? There's another quote from Ellen Lenny from her journal article in 1977 on woman's self-confidence in achievement settings. This article was published in the Psychological Bulletin and it's now referenced by nearly 1,000 other leading academics in their articles. And she has since written a number of other articles associated with confidence in the years that followed. And from an article that was written in the Positive Psychology that referenced Alan's article, it states that confidence is an individual's expectations of performance and self-evaluations of abilities and prior performance. There was also an article written on, on positivepsychology.com about confidence that references the psychology dictionary online, which defines confidence as an individual's trust in his or her own abilities, capacities and judgments, or belief that he or she can successfully face day-to-day -day challenges and demands. And yet another article on confidence, this time from Forbes.com, by Dr. Margie Worrell, who is a global authority on living and leading with courage, and also the best-selling author of five books. Dr. Margie states that confidence is the outcome of the thoughts we think and the actions we take. No more, no less. It is not based on your actual ability to succeed at a task, but your belief in your ability to succeed. Let's turn our attention to some dictionary definitions of what confidence is. Firstly, the Merriam-Webster. Their first definition on confidence is that it is a feeling or consciousness of one's powers or of reliance on one's circumstances. Example, she had a perfect confidence in her ability to succeed. Second definition, that confidence is a faith or belief that one will act in a right, proper or effective way. Example, I have confidence in a leader. The second dictionary I want to share with you today is the Cambridge Dictionary, and they define confidence as the quality of being certain of your abilities or of having trust in people, plans, 
or the future. So that definition goes well beyond just thinking of your own self-confidence. The second definition that they provide is that confidence is a feeling of having little doubt about yourself and your abilities or a feeling of trust in someone or something. Example, he has a sense of confidence, even arrogance, about what he does. Arrogance is a very interesting topic and we'll look to cover that in a future episode. The third dictionary definition I want to share with you today is a very simple one and it comes from the Macmillan Dictionary, which states that confidence is the belief that you are able to do things well. And the fourth dictionary definition I want to share with you is from the Oxford Learners Dictionaries. Their first definition is that confidence is the feeling that you can trust, believe in, and be sure about the abilities or good qualities of somebody or something. Their second definition is about belief in yourself, where they state that confidence is a belief in your own ability to do things and be successful. I do provide an example here that people often lose confidence when they are criticised. So you can both gain confidence and lose it. The third definition that they provide is that confidence is the feeling that you are certain about something. The example they provide is that no one can predict with complete confidence what will happen in the financial markets. Now that is a lot of dictionary definitions and quotes from confidence thought leaders and experts. So just what are the key elements consistently appearing through them? And how can we use this knowledge to improve our confidence? Analyzing the wording of the definitions and the quotes, what we find in common is that confidence is all about your mindset. When I refer to your mindset, what I'm referring to is your belief, certainty, trust, or feeling, which for convenience, I'll now refer to as your belief. And it is that belief about the performance or behavior of someone, something, or yourself. So to say it again, confidence is all about your belief about the performance or behavior of someone, something, or yourself. Understanding that is what will help you build superior confidence. You might say, well, that's great, Brad, but how do I build superior confidence? Well, looking at this summation, what is clear is that you need to assess the situation that you're in. You need to clarify what is actually triggering your lower confidence. Is it a person, something, or yourself? And you also need to clarify where it's related to performance or behavior. This gives you a focus point to address. Once you are clear on where you need to focus effort, you then take steps to strengthen your belief in that area to improve your confidence in the most effective way. Let's look at three examples. Let's say that you are an experienced driver, but you currently don't feel very confident driving. Why? By doing an assessment of your situation, based on our review of confidence definitions from thought leaders in this area, you can uncover 
what is really limiting your confidence, and that can help you to address it effectively. For example, you may be lacking confidence because you are driving a different car that is larger than what you're used to and cannot seem to adjust to the size of the vehicle while navigating through traffic. The car is in perfect working order and your passengers are all behaving themselves. Thus, your lack of confidence is not due to the car or passengers, but due to your skills with the larger car. Taking steps to improve your skills with the larger car should help you quickly regain confidence. You can repeat this process with a car that is faulty or passengers that are critical of your driving and identify different and appropriate ways to improve your confidence. Sounds obvious, right? And when you think through why you are lacking confidence, it can be. But you need to consider the why. Let's consider a different example to prove this point. Public speaking. Often an activity that many people lack confidence in. Perhaps some of those listening to this podcast. Why? Why do you lack confidence? For most of you, you speak with others all the time and in a range of private and public settings. So you are experienced and confident in speaking with others and doing so in public. Perhaps it's related to the audience. If they are an audience you have the desire to leave an excellent impression on, speaking in front of them may trigger lower confidence. I recall one of my first presentations to an executive team. I lacked confidence. I'd made presentations to others before and I knew my content, having practiced it over and over. And the environment was well set up to enable great presentations. What really triggered my lack of confidence was the high caliber of the audience and that I wanted to leave a great impression. I could have done better. I had not presented to them or others of their caliber before, nor had I spoke to most of them previously. I was out of my comfort zone. My belief in my ability or performance to engage appropriately with an audience of this caliber was lacking. Taking steps to strengthen my belief in this area would have greatly improved my confidence and thus the quality of the presentation. How I could have strengthened my belief prior to presenting, I will save for a future podcast. But there are a range of actions that can be taken to greatly increase your confidence before your next public speaking occasion. I'll use a, a scuba diving scenario for the third example. Many of you may be familiar with or have had a go at scuba diving, as I have, being a former dive master. If you are feeling unconfident on a diving trip, it could be that it's because you are having trouble with your buoyancy. That is, the lack of confidence is tied to your own performance as a diver. It is not the equipment, environment, or other people. Alternatively, it could be the performance or behavior of something. In this example, your scuba gear. Maybe the fins you are using are not very good and you are struggling to go where you need to underwater. Or your depth gauge may be behaving poorly. Sometimes it's working fine and other times it's not. It may be your environment, bad underwater visibility, where you cannot see very far in front of you and this can trigger lower confidence in divers. Or perhaps you're lacking confidence has nothing to do with your gear, environment, or your own diving performance, but with your dive guide, that is, with someone. Perhaps their behavior is not like that of an experienced guide. Maybe they are struggling underwater to find the right path for you to dive and they appear disorientated. 
If you don't make an assessment of why you were or are lacking confidence, you may not improve your confidence from an experience effectively. You may come out from the dive and decide that you need to buy the latest dive gear available to give you more confidence, when in fact what triggered your lack of confidence was your own diving performance, and the new dive gear won't help with that. By making an assessment, you quickly identify why you are lacking confidence and can take steps to address the precise reason for it. So you genuinely and effectively improve your confidence in your chosen activity. There is a logical and yet oversimplistic response to all of these examples, that perhaps all one really needs is more experience in the situation and one will gain confidence. Now, while this can be true, it is not necessarily the case. For example, let's say a man has been married and divorced three times. Using the above logic, one may argue that this man has a lot of experience with relationships and entering into another one must be something that they feel very confident doing. And yet all this experience may have triggered the exact opposite response in this man. He may have become so unconfident through this experience that he is unwilling to make himself available again on the market. Building confidence is a lot more than just adding experience. As discussed earlier, the strength of one's confidence is tied to the strength of your belief. Adding experience is one of many factors that are involved in strengthening your belief about a person, things, or yourself, and their performance or behaviour. And I will cover a lot more on the factors that strengthen your belief in future podcasts, as there is a lot to unpack. The summary for today's podcast is that there are a number of descriptions and definitions of confidence, however, they generally trend towards the same key points. These key points are most easily summarized as confidence is your belief, trust, certainty or feelings about the performance or behavior of someone, something or yourself. The stronger the belief and more precise your understanding of what it is that you apply that belief to, the stronger your confidence. It's a simple concept, but strengthening beliefs is complex. Knowing this provides the baseline for us to undertake, undertake two things, improve and manage our confidence in a targeted and effective manner. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Science of Confidence, where we start to dive into how to strengthen your beliefs to strengthen your confidence. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate it. Do subscribe to my podcast channel if you haven't already, The Science of Confidence. And I look forward to sharing a whole heap more insights on confidence with you on the next episode to give you the edge.